what we do here is go back, 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 back. Do I think that McDaniels is conceited enough to think he can fix Zach Wilson? My Zach Wilson? Welcome back to another edition of the Raider Take Podcast. I am Mike McDonald. With me, as always, is Andy McDonald. And we have some wild times here in Raider Nation. We have a lot, a lot to talk about in regards to this Derek Carr news that just surfaced yesterday. We also got our bets we're going to get into. Uh, I think we're going to start off with those. That way we can just give you full, unadulterated Derek Carr talk. We're not going to do the preview. We're not going to do the recap. As much as we know how much you guys love our frustration and anger when the Raiders lose, uh, when we do recaps, I think it's more important to cover this DC news. So before we get into all of that, Andrew, where are you this fine Thursday morning? I know you're at home, but where are you mentally? I'm in my garage. Uh, mentally, I'm in an interesting spot, man. You know, Well, here's a recap. Raiders lost on Christmas Eve in devastating fashion. Surprise. Okay. There's a recap. No, I, I'm in a I'm in a a weird spot with with the Raiders. We'll get into that. Um, actually, on uh, Baby Watch, I remember Anchorman when they're that Panda Watch. That's kind of that's what I keep calling it. Um, Ali doesn't get the reference, but it's still funny to me. So I'm expecting Baby Number Two any any day now. But yeah, man, I'm in an interesting spot with my relationship with the Raiders personally. And professionally, but we'll touch on that. How are you? How are you, Micah? I'm good. I'm good. I, I you know, very similar situation outside of the baby watch. Um, but, uh, you know, it's, I don't know, it's crazy. You know, with everything that's going on, gives us plenty to talk about for sure, plenty to uh, discuss and, and, and think about. But, you know, it, it's a time that feels like it, it, wasn't necessarily I didn't know if it was ever going to come I knew it had to come at some point but it didn't necessarily feel like this was gonna be it but anyways that's I'm already starting to get into the talks of it I'm not bad I'm just ready ready for whatever comes next cool um well let's get into it we are going to do the um, kickoff of the betting segment and first I'm gonna kick it to you because you have the um the parlay of the week in very interesting fashion, so kick it away. Kick it away. Kick it off. Take it away. There's Lewisism right off the bat. Love it. Already coming in hot with Lewisisms. Yeah, so we're, we're switching up a little bit this week. Um, I'm going to do the parlay, and Andy is going to do the rest of it, uh, being the, the lock and the underdog. So this week is a very interesting week uh, for Raider Nation, like I said, not only because of the Derek Carr stuff, but because there are still playoff hopes alive with a lot of help, right? But that is why this week's parlay is going to be the Raider playoff parlay, right? So first off, number one thing we need to happen, we need the Raiders to win, right? I'm going to take Las Vegas straight up against the 49ers. Yeah, they're a plus 10 right now because of the whole Stidham Derek Carr news, right? But who's to say Stidham you know, might not be able to come in here and sling it. The Niners know very well what the magic of a backup can be and can do. 
I feel like Stidham might go out there, not try to do too much, just stick to the game plan, and we'll find out if this game plan actually works. But I'm taking the Raiders straight up over the Niners. Next, we're going to take the Seahawks straight up over the Jets. They're only a plus two, and uh, you know, so I think that at this point, the Jets have a lot of a lot of mayhem going on right now. Geno Smith playing more like Geno Smith as of late, but I think they can pull out a W, help the Raiders out, and then finally, give me the Patriots over the Dolphins. Uh, the Patriots that are a minus three. It's the only uh, favorite out of these three games. Teddy Bridgewater will be starting for the Dolphins. Tua is still out, and that just bodes well for us because the Patriots have played decently well, um, and I think that they can go out and get this W. So as of this week, in order for playoffs to be still alive, going into next week, we are going to need three things to happen, and that's why I'm taking them in our parlay. Um, as a recap, I got Seahawks straight up over the Jets, Raiders straight up over the Niners, and then the Patriots straight up over the Dolphins. Don't tell me it's not possible. Andy, what say you? You can tell me it's not possible if you'd like. I I'm, I support you. I'm just going to say that. I support you with your your confidence and optimism as always, partner. I The only thing that I am a little hesitant on is the Raiders plus 10, um, winning straight up. Crazier things have happened. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to rock with you there. Let's do it, all three. Super optimistic. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll get into the um, the underdog here. Underdog of the week. Just going just gonna to go back to it. Give me Steelers. Okay, give me Steelers plus two and a half. They're on the road against Baltimore. I think they're just riding high, um, ripping off a few wins the last couple of weeks. Um, it doesn't look like Lamar Jackson is going to go. Steelers, you know, a little magic last week against the Raiders, which unfortunately didn't ruin my Christmas Eve because Dan and I actually talked before and we said we're going to lose. Let's just think that way and then our Christmas Eve won't be ruined. And still frustrations were there, but Steelers riding high. Dogs against a division rival and um like i said no potentially no lamar jackson there so give me the steelers plus two and a half on the road sunday night football let's go baby um and then the lock of the week um give me the over 49 and a half bills Bengals on monday night football so two primetime games for you um bills Bengals just if, if I, I like really like both teams so when you like both teams man just rock the points um, so recap, Baltimore plus two and a half, or sorry, uh, Pittsburgh plus two and a half underdog of the week. And then the lock to be the over 49 and a half. Life is too short to bet the under. Um, so over 49 and a half on the Bills, Bengals, Monday night football. And, you know, there is a, really the only, actually, how about this? Loser leaves town. I forgot about that one. Panthers, Buccaneers. This potentially could be for the division. Um, and if you recall, the Panthers actually took care of business against the Buccaneers in their first matchup, but Buccaneers are at home. Bucks are not a good football team. Um, they don't look great. <clears throat> Brady looks old because he is and is playing old, um, but this could be for the division, and I just think it's going to be another classic ugly Buccaneers victory. So loser leaves town, Bucks over the Panthers. Michael, what say you? I like it. I, I think it's, man, that – what is that, the, the NFC South? Is that right. where they're at? Dude, that, the fact that the Panthers, the fact that this loser leaves town game could also decide the, the division. It's actually, yeah, it's it's a loser leaves town for such a loser division, you know? like Loser leaves playoffs. Like, 
Yeah, loser leaves playoffs and they're five both nine under five. Yeah, <laughs> under five hundred six for the Panthers, seven and eight for the Bucks. Yeah, um, yeah. That I feel like that division is always so. It's always so ridiculous how easy it is to win it and how very terrible you could play and make the playoffs. I like it. I think that um, you know we we're waning down uh, towards the end of this season. Um, obviously, you know all this Raider news is is the Raider news. But I think with these bets, um, with this uh, quick time frame that we decided to turn around and, and you know pump this out, I think there's a lot of good bets going on. I think there's a lot of surprises that people will be surprised with. That's how surprises work. So. That is how surprises work. Um, just like it's going to be a surprise when your parlay hits because the Raiders are going to win straight up. Jared Stidham led Raiders. Stidham versus Purdy. That was going to be a hell of a... Yeah. Is it a 105? Are they hiding us in the 105 slot again? Probably. Yeah. It's probably like a it's good for them. 11:45 game. They're going to put us yeah. in a witching hour and just not broadcast it and just yeah. hope that it ends by the time the 125 starts. Exactly. Cool. Well, to recap, Mike is parlay. He's got the Patriots over the Dolphins. He's got the Seahawks over the Jets and then your Raiders beating the 49ers, keeping us and our playoff hopes alive. Underdog of the week, Steelers plus two and a half. Lock of the week over 49 and a half in the Bills-Bengals. And then loser leaves – oh, yeah, over 49 and a half for the Bills-Bengals game. And then um, loser leaves town, Bucks over the Panthers for that loser division we have. We're going to get into all of the Derek Carr saga here. Um, before we do, Mike, tell the people who that segment – and this episode was brought to you by. As always, this episode is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. And the people who would be my go-to when betting on the NFL this holiday season, if in fact I was able to do so. Now, with these parlays that we just uh, dropped on you, I know we normally do the ad first, but now you know the parlays. So now we can work that into the ad read. This parlay we got going on, man. This is going to be a tough one. It's going to be a hard one. I feel like the way that parlays have gone lately, it's the one you least suspect is the one that doesn't let you down or vice versa, however you want to play that. So look for the one to, the only one to hit being the Raider game, which would be so Raiders of them. But right now, if you went and bet with DraftKings Sportsbook, as a new customer, you can bet just $5 on any NFL team and win to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Also right now, everyone can earn up to 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook app, place the same-game parlay, and combine multiple bets like which team will win, player props, point totals, and more. The more legs you add, the bigger the boost, the bigger your shot to win big. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use code TPPN, place a $5 bet on any NFL team to win their game, and get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code TPPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right. Well, let's address the elephant in the room here. Yesterday, a um, report came out and something that, we you know, there were some rumblings um, over the past few days after um, the Raiders did lose to the Steelers where their playoff hopes dwindled by a lot, though Micah did speak into existence a way to keep our playoff hopes alive with that parlay. But um that the Raiders are going to bench Derek Carr for the remaining two games. Um, so he'll be inactive, and 
he will also not be a part of the team. So he is basically dismissed from the team. Um, apparently they agreed on that um, to where it wouldn't be a distraction. If you were shocked by the news, um, here's what basically, you know, and we'll get into kind of our feelings and thoughts, but more so what happened. This basically means that, you know, that Derek Carr's uh, tenure with the Raiders is over. The way his contract is structured is that if he does, if he gets hurt, that 40 million, I believe around 40 million of his contract is guaranteed. So that was another reason. So they want to get rid of him. Um, they want to potentially find a trade partner um, in the off season, and they have a window to do so before his before this next year's contract, um, this next year's salary gets guaranteed. Um, so right after the Super Bowl is basically what their window is. I forgot. I think it's like a week or a couple of days. Or it's not much, basically, once the Super Bowl ends. Yeah, I think it's like three days, three or three, days. three or four yeah. days after the Super Bowl. Yeah, like that, like that eighth of February or something. I don't know, somewhere around there. Yeah, so it's a weird window, uh, but basically, yeah, you know, after you know February eighth is when um, his contract gets fully guaranteed for um, the twenty twenty three season, and for all intents and purposes, the Raiders are parting ways with Carr, um, so they're going to bench him for the next two games to make sure he doesn't get injured really to where they have, you know, are able to find a trade partner and, or if they don't in those three days, which it's not, they're not going to start having conversations <laughs> for, you know, when the three day window starts, but um, more so that's the window that they have to either cut or trade him. If they don't find a trade partner. Um, then they will probably eventually cut him. But I, th- I would say that the market for him is going to be relatively hot, but we'll, we'll get into that. Just, what I wanted to start with, um, Mike, is just what kind of like first reactions when you saw it, when you saw kind of news trickle in um, and then the additional stuff around, you know, there's one thing to bench a quarterback because he's not playing well, which he's not. He's not playing well right now. But um, once you saw more of the reports around why and what it ultimately meant for the Raiders and Derek Carr, you know, what were your thoughts once, once that all came out yesterday? Yeah, well, it was kind of a little bit of a, uh, a process of, of things leading up to that point um i watching post game pressers and and um you know the pre- i think it was the presser monday after practice or whenever they do there whenever um mcdaniels did a presser i believe it was Vinny asked him about you know how they do their decisions in regards to it, it was really angled towards like are you like playing car because of the way of his contract and, and the way injury kind of you know um, kind of hinders their side of things or whatnot and you know, McDaniel had a, a, you know, very professional, like, we're going to do what's best for the team. And he kind of lumped him in there with people like Divine Diablo, who are coming off IR, whether it's a good idea to play them. And like, you know, Cars was the only situation where it was kind of, you know, money-based, best intentions for a team type-based thing, as opposed to like, we only have two games left, player coming off of IR, probably don't really want to get him injured again, you know what I mean, type of thing. So, But he lumped him in there saying they're, they're always going to take everything into consideration um, and do what's best all around uh, for the team or whatnot. So, And then when it really hit me was when I saw on Twitter that the, the spread of the Niners game went from, I think they were at uh, minus six, and then it started jumping. It went like minus seven, minus nine, and then settled at minus ten. And, you know, people were saying, I think there's a chance that Carr might be sat. And probably two hours later is when that news actually came out. So I feel like Vegas had some type of like inside knowledge a, a little bit ahead of time on on things that were going to going to be happening. But, yeah, I don't know. It's wild. I mean, it, it, you know, 
like I said earlier, it was one of those things that seemed like it didn't necessarily feel like it was going to happen. It just felt like Twitter talk, like Twitter talk always has been for Derek Carr over his nine years, whether it was new quarterback coming in or him getting cut or him getting traded, whatever it was. But looking at it, it's like if it was ever going to happen, this kind of lines up as best as possible with like the way he's been playing, the way his contract pans out, you know, the way the team can, you know, essentially get an out without having to guarantee him. Um, you know, I think I think his base salary was like thirty five million and then he also had like seven and a half million, something along those lines. You know, it's I don't know. I'm still processing everything. I think it's one of those situations where, you know, we've just tried for so long. <laughs> we've we've given him the benefit of the doubt for so long. And, you know, it was in the article that I wrote, but it's like it's not by fault of any one or another, but it's also the fault of all parties as well. Just the way it's all accumulated, which doesn't necessarily make sense, but it's like sometimes you just got to move on. Sometimes it's just best to start new and, you know, stop hoping that things are going to get better and that they're just going to turn around. It's kind of sad that this is the end of an era but i'm also excited for it because i feel like over the last few years i've just like slowly and slowly stopped defending him as much as i used to or at least giving him the benefit of the doubt as much as i used to and i think i'm just ready for it to to move on and see where we go from here it is going to be very interesting because he has a no trade clause on his contract um so he is going to have to you know approve of anything and He's been very vocal about it's Raiders or golf. Like if he's not playing for the Raiders, he's perfectly fine retiring. He's got a lot of uh, interests outside of football. He has definitely made plenty enough money. Um, you know, he it's not he doesn't need the money in regards to everything. Yeah, so it's going to be very interesting on what his decision is because he he did have uh, you know his his nephews have a, a the Harvester podcast or whatever it was, and he was on there like a month or so maybe a little less than a month before he got extended or whatnot and he said you know whether it's my decision or theirs like i'm either going to be a raider or i'm going to be golfing like i'm i don't i don't want to play for another team and he was very seemed very content so i think at this point we're going to really see like how serious he was about that because he'll have that chance to keep his contract and move on to another team but at the end of the day he could very well say like I'm not going to get I'm not going to go play for another team. I'm going to retire. So they're just going to have to cut him. So it's a wild saga that has unfolded. Um and you know, we've got Jared Stidham, Jarrett Stidham starting game. It'll be interesting to see that, but yeah, I mean, where they go from here is just going to be I don't know, it's just going to it's, it's as it unfolds, it's going to be, you know, a lot to take in, a lot to handle. The Raiders, they have nine draft picks. They might be, you know, if they're able to get, you know, a couple four car, freeing that up also gives them like close to sixty five million in cap, which would be like in top three of the NFL. So like, this really poses a big off. This is a whoa big off season for us. In in the case that they are able to trade him, you know, if they can get a first or whatever they can get for him, if they can get a couple picks, like we're gonna be in a ten plus pick range. And a lot of free agency money, so it's wild. I it was kind of all over the place with that, but I mean, as it as this kind of unfolded, it was just like, holy shit, it's happening. I don't know, <laughs> you know, is 
Tom Brady coming in? Is Aaron Rodgers going to come in? Is it, all this stuff just starts to surface on like what is going to be next? So, yeah, I'll, I'll stop it there because I was just rambling. I think for the better part of like nine minutes. So, I will, I will flip it over to you. Yeah, man. I mean, I, I don't know. Are we supposed to be super concise here and and have like, oh, okay, here's what's actually going to happen? It's, it's like, no, dude. This like we're a couple weeks removed from you know, being in a good, a good spot to, to make a playoff run, you know, and, and potentially control our own destiny, which we did control our own destiny in the way of like final destination where we just killed ourselves and would lead and stuff. But so I'm, I'm saying, I, I don't expect, I'm, cause I'm not going to be concise here. Cause I don't know what to think. Um, definitely have kicked the can on it for, you know, a few weeks now. And you and I've talked off offline a little bit, just around the possibilities and what could happen. I agree with what you said where it's, Hey, it's, think we knew it was time to move on um we knew that he isn't the answer and, and sometimes you just have to pull the plug right i agree with that it's something that i mean he's been our quarterback for nine years you know um and it's and that's a lot for the raiders because <laughs> prior to that there wasn't much stability prior you know during in between Carr and rich gannon who was played for four years and you know was mvp you know pro bowl whatever but so i agree with that and i'm i'm okay with that here's my problem dude Okay, and I know this is hindsight, but it's more about here's what the ripple effect could be. Every every decision we made once once McDaniel's and Ziegler came over, when it comes to free agency, when it come when it came to the draft, when it came to um, every, everything, right? It, uh, contract extensions, right? Not 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 just Carr, right? Inked up Max Crosby, I think that's no brainer. Declined Jacobs option because we wanted to feel it out, which is fine. Um, now he leads the NFL in rushing. We're going to have a sick decision there, right? Um, the Devontae Adams deal, Carr was the reason he came. Okay, don't get it twisted. If, if it was Jarrett Stidham on the Raiders, uh, Adams wouldn't have came, right? He took less money to go play with Carr for his childhood team and his best friend, right? That's honestly what happened, and it doesn't make sense because we don't live in this world of, of business decisions being more like, uh, you know, on the personal side, but that's what Adams did, right? He didn't just have to get out of Green Bay. He saw an opportunity too, um, and he took that, so... And that was revolved around car. You extend Darren Waller and you extend Hunter Renfro, right? Those deals made sense. But all of this stuff that we did, like I said, from start to finish were for win now, right? Because we had a team that we felt with our acquisitions of Chandler Jones, Devontae Adams, re-signing. You know, I think Crosby would have happened regardless if we were rebuilding or not, right? Rebuilding or, or kind of that must win, win now kind of phase. But I just think it puts us in a really bad spot it, because we'll talk about after this, just how, like, what, what are the options where we could go? But like every, the, what I'm saying is like everything that we've done since cars extension and, and McDaniels and Ziegler coming have been around. This is a team that has a window to make a, to make a run at it. And now we're just pulling the plug on our quarterback, which I get it from the sense of how he's been playing and, and, and the, what, the window that we have with this contract to potentially move on, but there is going to be a ripple effect with, there's going to be a ripple effect with Adams. We don't know what that's going to be. Okay. But it's going to happen. We, either he might just want out or, you know, I, I don't know. I just don't know if he's going to sign up for uh, Raiders drafting Will Levis, you know, <laughs> at seven overall or whatever it may be. Right. Or, or, Hey, we'll kick the, kick the can on, a stopgap quarterback, right? Um, I don't know how Adams is going to feel about that. I think it puts us in, a, in an interesting spot with Waller. You see, we gave him a contract extension. He's played four games, five games, 
and he's been limited in, in two or three of them. So it's just going to be interesting with the, 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 the names around the organization that are franchise names, Carr being one of them, Waller, Adams, uh, as of this year, like, I just, I just, I think it just puts us in a, in a shit spot. And, you know, and like I said, it is hindsight 2020 because like all those moves made sense and then it just didn't work out. So instead of just saying, Hey, let's just, you know, we blew some leads. Let's try to get better on defense and run it back, you know, with Carr again, they just said, Nope, Carr's not our guy. And we had talked about this when we were, we've had such an up and down season of the Raiders in general, starting off slow, picking up some wins, blowing some games, three game winning streak, you know, like it's just been ruckus mentally and emotionally for everyone in Raider Nation. But, you know, we did talk about it where I said, hey, I, I think it's going to be a fork in the road with McDaniels and Carr and, and um, Mark Davis is going to have to choose. Now, I don't think McDaniels would have taken a job if there was an opportunity that, you know, he was going to get fired after his, you know, in his first year because he disagrees on the quarterback. If he went 0-14 or 0-17, you know, obviously, but no, he's he's done enough to, to show that there is a plan in place for this organization. And I think he got enough power and security from Mark Davis to where we knew if the season doesn't go right and it's mostly going to be because of Carr, not mostly, but like there's a lot of games that he cost us. There's a lot of games that he just wasn't good enough and that's why we're here now, right? So clearly McDaniels is the op- is where Mark Davis is going and he's going to hang his hat on. And so there goes Carr, right? Well, that was a lot too. That was a lot of a ramble, but I just, I think it just puts us, I agree with, you know, sometimes when you, when you know, you know, and you just got to tear down um, and start fresh there, but it just puts us in a, in a tough spot with a roster that has been structured to win in the next one to three years. And this was just transition to how, now how, like, how do you find that quarterback to then come in and fill the gap of what Carr is? that's realistic that'll then be able to keep the core pieces in place and move towards next year with, with a team that can contend. So yeah, I'll stop there, but overall it is sad, sad to see him go. I've had my things with Carr, and I think he's a good quarterback, but not a great quarterback. He is not the problem, but not the solution. And I've said that a couple of times, but I just think that's just who he is. And now we're in a tough spot to to figure out what is next for Raider Nation. So um, I think a key point that you hit on too is the fact that he has no trade clause. And that's going to be interesting because he's going to have to agree to it or he's going to retire. So we'll see where that goes. But first, really it comes down to three options. Draft a rookie quarterback, first round quarterback, and say, let's go. Find a stopgap, okay, which is a couple names that we can talk about. Or you go all in for that one to two year window for an aging veteran that can come in and take a team that's in win now, give it kind of our best shot for next year. So what do you think um, as far as options go, where do you think the Raiders should go? Um, and overall, what, where do you think we find the solution for next year? I know, I know it's hard, but just what are some thoughts, um, ideas that you have as far as what the potential QB solution could be for Las Vegas um, coming into 2023 season? Yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting because there is so many options of what do you do, you know. There is a, a multiple ways that you can go. I think that when you look at the way the draft is panning out at the moment, you have teams 
you have a team like the Seahawks who have Denver's really high pick who also have a second first round pick are they willing are are they wanting to try to go rookie quarterback or are they wanting to try to come out and get someone like Carr who they might be able to help push them you have the, the someone like the Colts who he's always been linked to if there was one team that Carr has been linked to every year that would be like this is the perfect team for Carr it's the Colts and they're kind of in a position where they're ahead of the Raiders are they really in a spot to snag one of the top guys? Who knows? I mean, obviously, who knows what their plan is, but they don't have the quarterback of the future on their roster right now. So where do they plan to go with that? So there's there's situations where you have teams that you might be able to trade up with um, in regards to that. Whether any of those teams are going to value Carr there or not, who knows? And then you have the situation, like you said, of, all right, are you going to bring someone in to kind of fill that spot, who's going to be that person? Are they going to be as good as Carr or better? It's hard to think that there's anybody out there that has a chance to continue on this run of where they're at. Everybody's going to hate me for saying this, but it seems like Tom Brady is the only is kind of going to be the only option of like where we could go that kind of actually has a chance to be better unless we wanted to go all in after like a Lamar Jackson, which would be a wild concept to do. I never would ever think that the Raiders would kind of go all in on something like that, but that would be so dope. <laughs> um, but it, it almost feels like that's what our options are that, or, you know, go all in for Bryce Young or CJ Stroud. And then you look at it and you're like, okay, well, would you rather have them or would you rather go all in for Caleb Williams next year? You know, like, so it's just so much to think about because I feel like you're going to have to draft a rookie. Right. But can you realistically get to a point where you are going to get one of the top two guys this year? Because if you can go up and get Bryce Young, it's worth, I feel like, trading the farm to try to go up and get him. But at the same time, what's it going to take to do that? Is it actually a possibility with you know, who's going to be up there and who's going to want a quarterback also? But the Raiders have been in this weird limbo spot of like cars been good enough to make us decent and like vie for a playoff spot each year, but then also like not bad enough that we're in a spot to potentially take his successor. Like I mentioned before, he never really had a successor there to like push him and, you know, get on his heels for taking over his spot. But now we're in this weird spot of like, okay, where are we, what kind of like weird purgatory are we in to, to either go from here and con- and try to continue on with this win now team that we have, or are we just going to try to get someone young, hope it pans out in the next couple of years, you know, who knows, maybe it pans out year one, but they've got to go out and try to get someone young. They got to go out and try to get that quarterback of the future. But how do you, not take a huge step backwards in while also doing that. So I don't know, man. I don't know. I feel like free agent market wise, it, it's only going to really make a whole lot of sense to try to go and go all in on Lamar Jackson or bring in Tom Brady, which looks more and more likely, unfortunately, because he's made comments about not wanting to retire. Right. And if there was any, any chance he was coming over here, it's with McDaniels uh, as the head coach. Now it's like, fuck man (laughs) like this might actually happen and i don't know how i feel about that but i'd be hard pressed to look around there and look around the league on who the free agents are going to be i honestly haven't dove into you know what the options are going to be out there 
but really the only names that come to mind are Lamar Jackson and Tom Brady. Not to say Carr's better than every quarterback except for those two, but when you're looking at our options, you know what I mean? It's like it's going to be hard to either got to go in all, all in for a rookie, go all in for Lamar Jackson, or go out there and try to bring Brady in and see what will happen. Um, seems like our only options, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, I'm with you. I, it's going to be fascinating. There's, you know, we fortunately or unfortunately, we're not going to be um, content poor this off season because there's going to be a lot of a lot of stuff going. But yeah, I mean, I think we're at a spot right now. I think we're at number nine overall in the draft. You look ahead. You look at the Colts, who, like you said, has been um, t- tied to Carr for a long time. They have the number five spot um, in the draft. I don't think they'll give us five outright. I think there'd have to be some picks and everything like that. But, but I also don't – I mean, the Texans are going to have the number one overall pick unless they pull out a random victory, which they shouldn't have beat the Titans last week to, just because they wanted to kill their fan base. If I was Texans, they'd be like, come on, guys, just take this thing. But I, I think they're in a spot where they, they've torn down their whole roster where they're not going to move off Bryce Young, in my opinion. But we'll see. Now, does a C.J. Stroud or a Will Levis make sense? Yeah, I think what could make sense is bringing in a soft gap free agent quarterback um, and then also drafting someone like a Stroud or a Levis in the first round kind of doing both right having someone that can compete i mean who knows how Stidham's going to come or play out you know this year i mean he has two games right but they might evaluate him as being a better option than some of the um free agents that are coming this year just a few names that are going to hit the free agency um tom brady as you mentioned there's sam darnold baker mayfield jimmy garoppolo just to name a few jacoby Brissett into that kind of thing the jimmy g that oh my gosh that would go full cycle where i i would be like i'm out you know like i and it's not ah yeah i just i would be like what you know because i think he's what he's done is because of the niners okay and because of kyle shanahan look at brock purdy okay mr irrelevant he just looks like jimmy g if anything a little bit more he can move in the pocket still quick release you know it's like He's going to get paid in free agency. Sure hope we don't pay him, okay? Because it had nothing to do. I think Jimmy G is fine, but that is a step backwards from Carr. And if you're looking to bring him, I don't think he's going to be someone that fetches like a a team-friendly, here's a two-year deal, whatever, you know, incentive-based guarantees. I I think he's going to go get paid for a team that is QB needy, which there's a lot of teams out there, right? So I think there's just a few few teams out there. You look look at Houston, Indianapolis, um, once again, I think Houston goes with uh, Bryce Young. Indianapolis is going to be um, a potential there. You look at New England, where are they at with Mac Jones? That would be hilarious if it was just a Mac Jones for Derek Carr swap, but hope that doesn't happen. Two teams that are very fascinating that are in, because we also have to take it to, like, if you're on the other side and you're trying to acquire Carr, you also have to have a team that you're like, we're quarterback away from making a run. Tennessee Titans, number one. Tannehill, I don't know where he's at with his contract, but has been hurt, also hasn't shown signs of being the answer to take that team over the top. They have a solid defense, um, and they have Derrick Henry, right? They have they have all these things where they're, they potentially could win the AFC South, which is going to be hilarious, but they're pl- playing for their lives basically week 18 against the Jaguars, which is hilarious in my opinion. But go Jaguars. Shout out Rich. Um, Richard Haynes, friend of the pod. So I don't know. I think you look at the Titans as another, you know, a new team that that could be interesting. And this is where it's, and, and I promise this is not a bit for, you know, for me by any means, but I just started laughing once I started going down the rabbit hole of the Jets. And 
here's why the Jets are clearly a quarterback away from making around a great defense. Okay. Um, they'll have, they'll get Bryce Hall, Brees Hall, Brees Hall. Yeah. Brees Hall. Bryce Hall is the, a cornerback. Um, they'll get Brees same Hall. Same team too. Yeah. Same team. Crazy. We'll get Brees Hall back next year, which he tore his ACL, unfortunately, but he was going, you know, on, on the basically projection of being like a top five running back in the league and they have weapons. So could Tar be in a New York jet potentially FYI, he doesn't play great in the cold. And last time I checked, it gets pretty cold pretty early in New York, but that can, you just, just prepare for him to wear sleeves constantly guys. That's all I'm saying. But what I started laughing about is like, they're out on Zach Wilson, right? Like Zach, they're like, Zach Wilson has probably played his last down for the jets. Do I think that McDaniels is conceded enough to think he can fix Zach Wilson? My Zach Wilson? Yeah, I think so. I think he is. And I don't know how I would feel about it because it would make even then every game, every week, which is a game that he plays like double potential for for me to like implode emotionally um, because I'm a big, I was a big Zach Wilson guy in the draft. Still on the table for him. He has not panned out, certainly, and the Jets are moving off of him after two short years. Um, but I just started laughing. I'm like, the Jets are a team that would probably be linked to the Raiders, and they could do something with picks and be like, here's Zach Wilson also in return. And McDaniel will say, okay, well, I have 23-year-old quarterback who has a lot of talent, who has a lot of tools to be great, and I can fix him. I could see that happening. I could honestly see that happening where he's included in the trade package. And I don't know if I'm ready for that. Um, Zach Wilson in a first. Yeah. I, and I don't know. If, and that, that's the thing too, is like, think of Carson Wentz last year, right? Where he was on the Colts going to the commanders. It was in a similar spot where he had this contract that they had to kind of work with where the commanders had to take, you know, they had to structure it, take some of it. So whenever you're taking on that big of a contract, as you know, you don't get, it's not just like, Oh, what's your value on Derek Carr? It's like, what's your value on Derek Carr and his contract? You know, so who knows how that's going to play out. So it could be some restructuring, but I could see here's Zach Wilson, a second and a third or a second and a fourth, and we'll take Carr and a fifth, right? Something like that. I don't know. It's going to be bananas regardless. Um, I think unless you go for a Brady, which I would not be a fan of, and if we do go that route, I'm going to have to talk myself into why it's going to work. Um, unless you go Brady or like you said, a big splash with Lamar Jackson, where he doesn't have a new contract with the Ravens. Maybe he forces his way out of Baltimore because they're just not going to pay him what he wants. So we would have to, then it's not the same. Okay. It's not the same as Deshaun Watson. Cause his situation was different, even though it didn't seem like that when they were negotiating, but would be something where it's like, Hey, we trade car. We would probably have to do it separately. I don't know if the Ravens would want to go tick for tack, you know, there, but if we acquire Lamar, it would be acquire him and him a deal that, that he wants, right? That, that, that's the Deshaun Watson thing as well. Saying Deshaun Watson came over to the Browns and he was like a sign and trade where traded for Deshaun and then signed him to a new deal. So that's what we'd have to do with Lamar. So who knows? That would be a splash. I would be in support of Lamar's a free agent. Huh? Lamar's a free agent this year. I don't, I, I'm looking at are it. Are you right. sure? I'm looking at it right now. I thought he had one more year on his deal. No, 2022. And then I'm looking at spot track right now. It says 2023. He's a UFA. Yeah, but yeah, okay. And, and yeah, that's where I, I misstepped there. But I 
also think that if the Ravens don't sign him to a new deal, they'll just franchise him. Then he'll be under contract and then you'll have to trade. I don't think they're, they're not going to let him walk basically. Yeah. He also, he, he turned down a 205 year 250 with 133 guaranteed. So you got to think about where that, where, where that puts you on like what you're going to have to give them. Right. I think, yeah. And I think the numbers can be similar, right? I think it can be around that 200 to 250 range, but I think he would probably want, he would take 225, five at 225, but fully guaranteed, you know, like, I think it's more about obviously the guaranteed money there, but there's risk involved. So anyways, there's a lot of different ways you can spin it. Interesting to see what Aaron Rodgers does. That would be very interesting as far as if he decides that he wants to part ways with the Packers, they let him walk. Or I know he has a deal. I don't. I would have to look up his contract, but he's got an out in twenty twenty four. Okay, yeah. So he's still under contract. Out. Yeah, where they might just want to, hey, let's let's kick the tires here on um, Jordan Love, you know, and see what we got there, and then add it or <laughs> Car returns goes to Vegas, returns that with Adams. That would be interesting. So I don't know, man. I think that the most likely scenario, for in my opinion, is that we trade Car separately right we trade car we get a few picks second and a third wherever maybe I don't, I don't know if we'll fetch a first and if anything it would be like a late first depending on what team it is you know um because of the contract and then put us in a spot to draft a quarterback will levis cj stroud type and then sign a middle tier um stop gap for next year right unfortunately that could be uh jimmy g i mean we, we could still get brady like if brady just walks you know and we could just sign him for whatever it is. You know, I think that would still be similar to what, I don't know what his uh, salary would be. Anyways, I'm rambling now, but like I, I could just see like a stopgap, whether it's a, you know, a Tom Brady or a Jimmy G or someone to come in and fill the void as we develop a new quarterback. So where we're going, basically kind of like pursuing that window that we have pending, we keep and retain the guys we invested in Adams, Waller, et cetera, and then just try to develop a quarterback there. So there's a, a lot of different ways that this can play out. I don't think it's going to play out. The least likely scenario would be that he car comes back <laughs> and they restructure his deal. I don't know. I don't, I don't see that happening. I don't see car being someone like, well, you sat me, you want to move on. You couldn't find a trade partner. And now you want me back. No, I don't, I don't know if he's that kind of guy, but also I don't think they want to do that. Uh, I don't think they're like, we really like you just on a better deal. I don't know if that's the case. Um, I think they just want to move on. Yeah, basically all this to say that the lots happened, and I don't know where, where we're going here, buddy. But anyways, I'll kick it to you. I I got to stop thinking for a second. Yeah, it's it's cool. I because I literally the same situation where you just start rambling, and and as you talk, more ideas come to your mind, and so you just start going on about, it and it's it's just wild. So with Adam's presser that he had at the locker when they were asking about this stuff, he was clearly upset. Um, we saw he posted some on Instagram later on as well. But he also was rocking his Fresno State pullover, which felt like a very, very much a like, this is more my allegiance lies type of thing. Like, um, as I'm sitting here talking about how frustrated I am about this, like this Fresno State bond is what is, is what about what I care about more. So I don't know, maybe there maybe there'll be an article in the future about how going and getting Aaron Rodgers is the only chance at keeping Devontae Adams. I don't know. We'll see. But um, there's so much stuff. There's so much stuff going on because it, it there's so many opportunities. And 
I would sign up wholeheartedly for a Zach Wilson coming to the Raiders situation, <laughs> rocking him and Stidham, and then figure out what to do with the draft with our draft picks on like actually going and you know trying to trying to get someone or or what have you. That would be such a wild situation, and I think at this point, I'd sign up for it. People are gonna probably hang me for saying that, but <laughs> this would just like our conversations with Soup would just like be so great so awesome how it would just come full circle and like all right this is going to be the proof on on uh, on your allegiance to zach wilson but anyways it's a lot it's a lot going on and it's there's a lot of uncertainty you know at this point we're just going to kind of see where where stidham goes but i think there's an outlying chance that like stidham plays well and we go into next year with you know some free agent we brought in that's not tom brady and Stidham could very well keep the starting job if he if he plays well enough because he knows that playbook better than anyone um, anyone out there. And and Darren Waller even touched on it too, saying like you know there's a lot of guys that were talking to Stidham and asking him questions about the plays and the reads and what's going on because he just he knows it and he knows it more than than anybody there. So he very well could be our answer to that stopgap if he can prove to play well enough. You know. That's yet to be seen, but I, I just don't, sorry. And, and I agree with you. I just don't see this as if we do go with Stidham and draft a quarterback or, Hey, go with Stidham and see how the year plays out. Like you just blow it up then. Right. Yeah. Like, sorry. Like it's, it's, you know, he's, he's not the answer. He's a good stopgap, and, but you'd either have to draft someone, you know, that's a high pick, you know, one of the top three quarterbacks, or you're saying, well, we're going to rock with Stidham. We're going to make our, team better and we're going to play for the quarterback class of next year you know it's like you would just then blow it up you know i I don't know it's i don't know no i just don't know i don't know guys i wish i did this zach wilson would would be so comical and it would just give me so much anxiety every game even more so because of how much i like him as a player personally i think he's kind of a dickhead but it is what it is. So, anyways, Derek Carr saga is, you know, to be continued, certainly. But we will – I mean, we're going to know in the next six weeks, right? I think it's the the Super Bowl is yeah. the 11th. Yeah, so I guess we were wrong. I guess we were wrong on the on the date for Carr's thing. But yeah, but I think it is three like days. Five days after, yeah, three or five days after the Super Bowl. But, yeah, Super Bowl is the 11th. I mean, we're, like you said, six weeks out, six weeks out from – getting an answer to this, which seems so like soon when you're talking about like an answer for what next season is going to be, but they have to make a decision that quickly. So I don't know. We go on forever and we'll probably continue to go on, but yeah, I'm good for now. Yeah. I think we're just, we can leave it at that. We'll be good for now. And, 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 you know, we'll, we'll have more to talk about car probably than Stidham next week, just purely based off of how Stidham plays. Cause it's just going to, it's just going to surface more debate on the car car talk so but anyways we will call that for now we'll call it good we will stop there because we can ramble forever we got the Niners coming up Uh, we'll see what happens it's such a funny situation that we're in where like we did the numbers on it and we could have as high as the number four pick in the draft based off of like certain games us losing other teams winning or we could be in the hunt for the playoffs it's just such a wild year that that's a possibility that we've got top 10 pick or we can make the playoffs as well. So it'll be interesting, but we just can't be normal. Sorry. We just can't be normal, dude. Like, could we just have a team that's like, Hey, this is, we're either 
a good team that could have a chance to make the playoffs or we're just rebuilding. It's like, no, we're going to do both. We're going to win now. And then we're going to blow it up at the end of the year. Maybe it's like, there just can't be normal, dude. It's never going to be normal. Now I'm done. Good. It's frustrating. I completely agree with you, but as always, we appreciate the love. Please share, subscribe, rate, review. Give us those five stars on Apple podcasts. Go subscribe to the Raider take podcast YouTube channel. And uh, yeah, have a good New Year's. Please drive safe, be safe, party safe if you're partying, um, and uh, go into the new year happy and maybe with an extra uh, family member as uh, as Andy sits currently um, yep. on, on Panda Watch. So Panda Watch, congratulations! Um, Coming to our home soon. Yeah, <laughs> congratulations on that. Um, and uh, yeah, we will. You know, we'll see y'all next year. Yeah. <laughs> That's, that's the one that's the one that's servicing a lot this this week yeah and uh, this is like it's such a corporate joke too like when you're like okay hey see you next year talk to you next year dude everyone goes ha 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 exactly anyways sorry i'm still frustrated but yeah. rare nation love you guys hang on we're trying our best see y'all next year it's been a good year for the Raider take podcast it's been an interesting year for the raiders but um We'll keep we'll keep showing up, bringing you the content, and um, yeah, like Mike said, be safe if you're partying, be smart if you're partying, don't be soft, party hard, but also party safe. Peace.